Hey, welcome everybody. This is uh, Today's Presence with Sam Lenore and Tim Gillespie. Today's conversation, we're going to talk about um, all the content that's out there, and we're also going to talk a little bit about inspiration. Um, so Sam, we, you know, we just talked about working from home, and one of the things that I wonder, and I find I struggle with when I work from home, is... Um, is this idea of getting distracted by everything that's out there in the world, whether yes. it's you know social media or just Netflix, that content. Um, there's a lot. There's a lot out there. And it seems like that has cranked up over the last two, three weeks, especially from a spiritual component since churches can't meet anymore. Um, I know that we've had to make that pivot and make some shifts at Crosswalk. Um, tell me what your interaction and thoughts on that are. Okay, so... I, for the last, I'm telling last week, it seems like the content, the amount of content uh, available online has either I was I was not aware of uh, the options so much, so much, or that every pastor in the United States of America and around the world has decided that they need to start producing copious amounts of content <laughs> they all discovered their iphones and they're just they're staring into them and talking to them um so i realized early on i cannot i i just can't consume all of this i all, i have a lot of friends who i love who are doing great stuff right. and um and some of them send me text messages asking hey man can you take a look and just give me some feedback I'm like, yeah, I, don't, I don't have enough hours in the day to view all of this content so <laughs> i think it's going to become more and more important to focus and zero in on what it is is actually strengthening you supporting you inspiring you giving you hope um we we've, we're gonna have to discern more carefully what content to to consume so that's what i would say first uh-huh. that that's become a real um a, a real discipline right, right? Um, so that's interesting so so a discipline what do you first of all how do you make those choices second of all what would you recommend, I guess, because should it be like, Hey, if your pastor from your church is doing something, you know, stay with that. Or if somebody's creating better content somewhere else, stay with that. Like, how do you, how are you discerning through that? <laughs> um, this could be, this is a delicate question. Yeah, just, it can be. I'm just going to, I'm just going to ask, I'm just going to deal with it. Okay. Um, if your pastor is producing content, definitely. If you're a member of a community, if you are invested in a community, if your church, your real church, like your church, right, where you have in, like given tithe and offerings, et cetera, if they're putting on content, if your pastor's doing that, watch it, do it, yes. But hey, in this season, uh, just like uh, we supplement our diet, diet <laughs> that we eat, maybe <laughs> it's okay to supplement your diet yeah, um, with other content that maybe feeds you. Let's be honest, some churches are just not equipped or prepared for, or some pastors didn't, weren't doing enough of this online delivery of resources. So you may need to feed from other sources. So Right. And, and possibly <clears throat> they didn't need to, right? Let's, let's not say yeah. they were behind the curve. They just didn't necessarily need to in their ministry content, context. Yeah. Sorry. Um, yeah. I mean, my, my parents' church, average age 65, Mm-hmm. Or seventy. That's not being. I'm not being pejorative. That's actually the truth. There's about. It's a beautiful little community. They they have no. I mean, they did not know about Zoom. 
right or the book of faces or whatever <laughs> now they're just i that mean it's so game of thronesy when you say <laughs> the book of faces <laughs> so those guys did by the way they did nothing the first week they just watched oh, wow. 3abn or lbn or one of those adventist approved right. um, broadcasters on right. the television um and then the second week they finally one of them says hey i figured out how to do facebook so they started a Facebook live thing and one of the elders preached. And anyway, all this to say that, yeah, you don't have to have had, had it figured out. So um, how, to, how to choose the sources that will sustain you uh, through however long we have to right. live online right now is, I think, important. Um, I'm talking about spiritual stuff, by the way, spiritual content. Right, um, right. You said Netflix earlier, and I, I don't know, know anything was, about that. It's still know, distracting. Oh, yes, you're right. Of course. But, you know, we, you, have, we, have, we have conversations before we start recording, um, and Sam lies a lot when we begin to record. <laughs> <laughs> not, I'm not lying. That's We're not, not right publishing this, this episode. We'll have it. Because you can cut that out. I'm... <laughs> fine i you call me a liar not a you liar exaggerate you exaggerate i do exaggerate hyperbole is exaggerator it's part of what i do um no so what do you what so if you're part yeah. of a community if you're part of a community stay part of that community stay growing mm -hmm. with that community what else no you I, this is coming back at you this is coming back at you well the the problem is i guess for me to answer that question is a little more difficult um, because I'm I'm one of the creators of that content, right? Yes. And so I'm online looking at what other pastors are doing, going, "Oh, that's good." I don't know if I would do that. Um, I we have we've made some particular choices in this first motion, um, the first phase of this lock-in or shelter-in-place or quarantine, whatever we're calling it. Um, and one of the choices was that we weren't gonna stick an iPhone in front of my face, and I'm not gonna walk around my house doing stuff. There's nothing wrong with that. That's just not what I'm gonna do. We have a couple of reasons for that. Number one, we've been a we've been a production oriented church and that doesn't mean that the the service is the only thing that matters by any means but we also understand that's the catalyst for a lot of the work that goes on um and we've always tried to create a level of um experience for the user that's really really good so we know that that content um creation needs to be at a little bit of a a little bit of a more produced level so i wanted to make sure that i the voices that got out there were getting out there in the correct the correct is the wrong word, but in a way that matched what we have been doing. We're trying to be the, the, the digital version of ourselves, if that makes sense. And that's a value that we've had. Number two, um, I want to make sure that we put something out there that's, that's really valuable and really meaningful for people. So we create, so the content we've created, like is a, we, we've called the daily presence, which is an everyday blog coming from either me or another faith community leader, either within our congregation or, or friends that I think have something valuable to say. This podcast is one of them. And this I think is as much, um, for you and I to continue conversation through it. I mean, I'm glad if people listen, it's good for me, but I always, intentional time of conversation between you and I has always been something that's edifying for me. So mm -hmm. to let other people in on that, it means so much to me, what we talk about that letting other people in, I think is important um, in some of their spare time. So that's been part of it as well. But what I, what I see when I go online is just an overwhelming amount of content now 
And um, I was on a call with, I was on a call with, I don't know, 800 pastors from the NAD. Everybody's trying to put their own thing out. And there was a part of me that thought, well, I wonder if we, I wonder if that's good. I wonder if we can't unify the voice a little bit across the Seventh-day Adventist, at least the North American division, have a few outlets that are doing it really well. But then I think what you say is right. People want to hear from their own communities and their own faith community leaders. So I'm I didn't answer that question at all. I, you did. I just you talked did. about both sides, I think. Yeah. Well, that's called a balanced approach. Oh, um, but nice. I want to ask you a, a meaning, like a, a content question that's different, right? Um, you're, you made a decision recently to change the topic um, you're going to take on, like the sermon series for the next uh, uh, season, next series. Mm-hmm from Joshua to Thessalonians. Yeah. Say more about that. Like what it, what is it what what was Joshua going to be about and are you going to come back to that and maybe what have you found in Thessalonians that you think is more relevant to our our time and what we're living through? I'm a huge believer in the sacred echo. Um especially like as we've created more sites for a church and that sort of thing and I I'll preach a sermon 3 weeks ahead of time. And when it, when we broadcast it or when the different sites broadcast it, I will inevitably get text messages and emails saying, how did you know that's exactly what I needed to hear? Well, I, I didn't know. The Holy Spirit knew and the Holy Spirit placed those things on my heart or, or gave them ears to hear in the right way for what was going on in their life. Um, and so, so when the Holy Spirit moves and, and that echo is reverberating, we need to listen to it. And as I was working on the series guide for Joshua and working on those sermons, um, Joshua is a phenomenal book and I'm anxious to preach on it. We called it gaining ground um, because, you know, they go back into the, into the, the land they're, they're, they're being able to receive this land back again. And it's an incredible story of obedience and it's an incredible story of faith. And there's some tough stuff in there as well. But as we're going through this time, what I recognized is being being an end time people, being an eschatological group of people who started, you know, from the great disappointment, which is when we thought Jesus was coming and were mistaken for that. And, and being, being a people who are always looking at the signs of the time and relatively apocalyptic people, if you will. Um, what I noticed is that the questions that people have by and large can be summed up in, is this it? Mm. Is this the one, right? Because wars, rumors of wars, plagues, all Mm. that. Um, and so I wanted to address that, but I think our go-to is always just to go to revelation, right? Let's go to Daniel and revelation. Let's look at the signs and let's, let's pinpoint it and, you know, put a pin on a map, if you will, or a timeline and, and move. I wanted to take a look at Thessalonians because Thessalonians is in timey. Mm-hmm. If you can say it that way, it mm-hmm. is in timey. And it talks about how you live in a crisis and how you live in a crisis of not just, political and but also a crisis of faith and how you stay faithful through that without kind of the connotation that we put into revelation and into daniel when especially when we study those two together and so i want to hear what the apostle Mm -hmm. says i wanted to hear the words that he says and man as i'm studying it it's it's quelling fear in my heart oh yeah say more about that so um you know paul keeps saying listen i don't want you to be ignorant I don't want you not to know is the actual Greek way of saying that. He keeps saying, I don't want you not to know. And um, I'm going to have to cough here. So I'm going to mute myself real quick. Sorry. 
I, I can talk while you're coughing, clearing your throat. Yes. Um, you know, the, the, the move right now has been to go, this is something I was going to say anyway, not just filler, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, has been, go, has been to go to revelation and Daniel and to go back to familiar themes that we Adventist people, Seventh-day Adventist people, eschatological people are really comfortable with. Um, and we're, and we're, and this, what's strange to me is that we're comfortable with um, apocalyptic books because we we like finding ourselves in them. Right. Um, but but often, you know, we don't go there to find hope and we don't go there to find peace. We go there to find signs that we're right, that we're the we're the we're the victims that right. the revelation is describing. And in often not to find Jesus present and winning in those books, but also, but actually to find a specific timeline we can deliver to people so they can prepare. Right. Um, but um, by the way, this is not to say that I don't. I, I go to Revelation to find Jesus. By the right. way, the For book sure. opens with the revelation of Jesus, all over it. and it ends with the triumph of the Lamb of God. Right. Um, which is incredibly comforting, but that's not usually. That hasn't been in our DNA, but but so I'm interested in why you chose Thessalonians. Say more about, um, yeah, say more about what Paul is doing by by writing this to them. By um, what is it about letting them know? Hey, here's what you can expect. That's different in Thessalonians than it is in Revelation and, and Daniel. Um, I, I don't know if it's different. It's from a different perspective, certainly. You know, um, John the Revelator is is working in metaphor. He's saying these amazing things. And I think he's speaking both to his time, which I think we don't give him credit enough for. You know, mm. he was speaking for his time in the first century as well as for all time. I think Paul was writing to a group of people who were struggling with some stuff. They were struggling with upcoming persecution. They they were a relatively young church. Um, and, and Paul was trying to... He, he said, listen, I want you not to not know. Again, that's the Greek way of saying it. I, I want you, I don't want you to not know what's about to happen. And first of all, I want you to be okay with the fact that there are some people who, who are struggling and some people who have actually died for the faith. But I want you to know that you don't have to be afraid for them or for yourselves. It's an incredibly comforting book, especially First Thessalonians as he begins to step into it. And it's interesting because he's talking about judgment as well, but the whole time he's saying, listen, it's, it's okay. Hmm. It's okay. You don't need to worry about judgment because judgment is ultimately a really positive thing for those who believe. And if you believe, you can weather this storm in a way that people who don't have faith don't have access to. They don't have those resources. They don't have access to the, the the peace of God that really passes and transcends all this understanding. And That's so right. I wanted to, I wanted to speak to that into my congregation and into the broader world, if you will, whoever's watching or whoever's listening, because we approach the end of times with so much trepidation or with an unfounded joy, which I think gets weird too, right? I mean, right. I think it's fair to say there is fear, there is anxiety. And we recognize that by speaking directly to it as Paul did and then saying, but there's something that's going to carry us through. So let's not be afraid of, of, let's not be afraid, but yeah, it's going to be hard too. Paul doesn't shy away mm -hmm. from that, which I appreciate. Unfounded joy, huh? <laughs> we, say, say more about that. Yeah, that maybe that, maybe that was too strong, but 
like you can't approach people who are in significant anxiety and be like, Hey, don't feel that this is great. No, this is not great. This is a pandemic. People are going to die. This is horrible. It's frightening. It's scary. People we know have already died specifically from this, right? I've had, uh, you know, former church members that, that have already, have already succumbed to this. This is horrible. So Mm -hmm. to be like, this is it, Jesus is coming. Woohoo. Like that, that's probably not an appropriate response as well, because it, it undermines people of faith who still have anxiety, right? We have a tendency to speak to this is unfortunate. I think we have a tendency to speak to what we think things are supposed to be, right? People's witness is often like, hey, our relationship with God, you never question, you never fear, you never doubt. And then you talk to them personally and they're like, well, I do. I have all these fears. I have all these doubts. I have all these things. Um, We say this at Crosswalk all the time. Your witness is, your honest, 100% authentic witness is the best thing you can give anyone. And that means you talk (laughs) about where you are with God even if you're struggling, because that might be exactly what that person needs to hear, you don't know how the Holy Spirit is going to use that. But Holy Spirit has a hard time using lies, mm. right? He doesn't need to. Mm. A, a lie is not the, a, a lie is, and I say this word too much, but a, lies are not the economy of God, right? Mm. Authenticity and reality and, and honesty are the economy of God. God can use anyone who can tell the truth. And so what mm-hmm. I like about Thessalonians is Paul is kind of acknowledging the truth. Not that Revelation doesn't do that, but Revelation is, man, it's doing it. It's a completely different kind of work, right? It it's yeah. poetry, it's, it's art, it's prophecy. Yeah. And Paul's like, hey, let's, let's talk about what happens when you die. And let's talk mm-hmm. about how it's going to be when Jesus comes back. And let's talk about how difficult things are right now. And so that's why mm-hmm. we made that switch to Thessalonians. And we hope that... Um, what I want to make sure we're not doing is, and you, I'll quote you earlier, quoting Switchfoot earlier, um, <laughs> we don't want to just add to the noise, hmm. right? We want to make sure that what we're putting out there is, and, and I think everybody wants this, so this is not a judgment on anyone, um, except a lot of pastors are showing us how they're working out, which I guess that's good. <laughs> I, just, I, I guess that's good. And it's I'm not a blessing to me. I don't see you showing us how to work out, Tim. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not showing you how to work out. I do work out. I do. I want you to know. I, I do that. But you're not going to watch me for 45 minutes on my Peloton because <laughs> it's boring and it's a lot of me sweating and, and praying to Jesus that I'll make it through. That's all I do. Uh, that's good. I, I, yeah, that's good. Uh, that I, I spoke a lot. I, I apologize. I didn't let you speak so much. Do you, are you a fan of Thessalonians? <laughs> well, I am. Um, and I, and I can't wait to hear what you have to say about it. My, um, if I can add anything to your excellent introduction or foreshadowing of what's coming in the next uh, series is that, um, I'm interested in Paul. The reason why I asked you the question about joy is that I'm interested in Paul's, um, his he he addresses the difficulty that his community is going to go through um, in a very he's a realist. Mm-hmm. This is going to be hard, which is why he constantly talks about his his sufferings uh, as if I, th- I think he's the guy who's going to tell you there there's going to be there's going to be night. Uh, there's going to be suffering, mm-hmm. and we rejoice through the suffering. 
um, we're not happy through the suffering because right. happiness is dependent on your circumstances being really great. Right. But there's going to be pandemic. There's going to be death. And and the way that a person of, of faith makes it through those things is, is with joy, uh, which is a, a real character. You have to form your character in 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 joy. This is not something that happens um, right. um, um, automatically. I think you have to you have to train yourself like you do with anything to to find joy in the midst of difficult circumstances. Which is why his his message is rejoice, not not be happy. Right. Um, to to several of the communities he writes to. Uh, rejoice in Christ for me to to live as Christ to die is gain. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so whatever's coming in the end times is not going to be easy. He doesn't present it that way. I think he presents it as a as a um, he it's a Christological reconfiguration of the end times. Oh come on, say um, that again. Which Paul is? <laughs> which, I don't want to get. I don't want to get too take. It is a Paul is Paul's message is constantly a reconfiguring of everything we understand around in, Christ around Christ. Right. Um, and so I think Thessalonians is his reconfiguring of, of eschatology. Right. Christologically. Mm-hmm. Like he's helping us to understand it in light of Jesus in light of the cross. Right. Which right. A different his, way to think of the, of the end times. And his By the way, go ahead, yeah. uh, Revelation, John does the same thing, but he does it in a, in a different way. He's, he, yeah. he does it as a, as the triumph of Christ at the end, the triumph of the lamb. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Paul does it in a, Hey, when the end comes, Jesus is with us. Right, right, and that's that's why we chose it. That's why we chose it. We didn't want to unseal the beasts. You know, I, that's not right. Um, <laughs> Unleash them. <laughs> we didn't want to <laughs> listen. There's enough of that. There's enough of that. We've, you know, Avenus have been doing that for a lot of years. We wanted to take a moment and say, "Hey, we'll get through this. Jesus wins." That's not the question. The question is, how do you do it in community? How do you do it with, with faith? How do you do it faithfully? Um, mm-hmm. And Paul speaks to all of that in such a profound way, and um, so so for me it was it was a natural go to, um, and and we're still calling the series "Gaining Ground" because when it feels like the ground is falling underneath you, this is how we gain ground. See see what I did there? That's good. That that saved us having to get more uh, graphics for it. <laughs> <laughs> Repurposing the graphics exactly exactly and and. We it's have very an amazing, amazing environmental, designer, so. environmentally conscious of you. Reuse, <clears throat> recycle. What is it? Reuse, renew, reduce, reduce, re- renew. When there's Something a song, good. use is... more bamboo-based products. Exactly, exactly. Hey, man, this has been today's conversation with Sam and Tim. We've been talking about uh, First and Second Thessalonians. We've been talking about content that's been thrown out on the web, whether it's good, whether it's not, whether it's too much, whether it's distracting. Sam, thank you for your time this morning. And when you listen to this, it may not be morning um, because that's how podcasts work. They're asynchronous (laughs) and they show up outside of space and time. Thank you guys. Have a great day.